Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. Speak to us, master. Speak to us. Go away. How shall we go away, master? Just go away. Leave me alone. Give us a sign. He has given us a sign. He has brought us to this place. I didn't bring you here. You just followed me. Oh, it's still a good sign by any standard. Hail, Messiah! I'm not the Messiah. I say you are, Lord, and I should know I followed a few. Hail, Messiah! I'm not the Messiah. Will you please listen? I am not the Messiah. Do you understand? Honestly! Only the true Messiah denies his divinity. What? Well, what sort of chance does that give me? All right, I am the Messiah. He, he, is, is, he is, is the Messiah. Now, fuck off. No, there it is. Hey! So, so need a taste. Mind is right. Head in the right place.
Coleman, Private First Class, Operation Urgent Fury, recipient of the Purple Heart, pending further review. Uh-huh, okay, and uh, your puppet's name? Tony. Okay, all right, well, let's go ahead and hear from Tony. Go ahead, tell him. It was a hot night in Grenada. The enemy was in the trees, the mud, everywhere. Sarge said call in the airstrike, but I must have got my wires crossed. Our own jets came screaming down on us and rained fire. It was like a cookout, and we were the meat. I used my best friend as an umbrella. Okay, all right. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Fooled you. Good afternoon and welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony Coleman. I'm sitting right next to the man to make sure everything gets done right. George Rodriguez, <laughs> the master. You know, rule number one, you want to start your show right, you just do it with James Brown. Rule number two, you don't talk over James Brown, okay? And I don't know. You know what? Hang on a second. I, I, I can't start this show without a better beat. Can we get a better beat, please? Seriously. I'll put it in good cut. There we go. That feels much better right there. I feel better about that now. Now. So it's a very special Groovaton. It is my year-end show, and... As like every other show, this show centers around an attitude of gratitude. Okay? 
But this show, more than most, okay? Because I've got a ton of shit to be grateful for this year. And I'm going to be focusing on the things I'm grateful about as a result of this show. At the top of that list are the friends I've made. Actually, at the top of the list are the people that have tuned in and downloaded the show. The encouragement I've gotten from friends, um, you know, who've listened to the show and, and all that. And the thing is, is that some of these shows have been downloaded more times than I have friends. Okay, D- you know, considerably more than considerably more than I have. I don't have 400 friends. That means people that don't like you still like the show. Still did. <laughs> well, that's potential death. Okay, that's part of it. The other thing is I, I have a feeling that people who do like me found the show good enough to tell their friends about. And on this show, I'm going to be playing tons of music by friends of mine. And it's all groovy stuff. And, and it's important to remember something. These aren't groovy tunes done by friends of mine. These are tunes that are done by friend done by friends of mine that happen to be groovy. If I don't like it a lot, it doesn't get played on the show. And so that's how lucky I am. Because all of my friends who are in the music business, they, they put out great stuff. So at the top of my list are the people that have tuned in. And after that are all the friends that I've made as a result of the show. Okay? And at the top of that list is the man sitting right next to me. Ah, oh, There you go. The man, Shucks. without you, the show doesn't there's no show i don't have a show without i appreciate that me and electricity and electricity but i'll tell you something you've been kind enough to literally let me take the pebble from your hand because you know there i don't know i'm i'm too old school i I missed about a 15 year stretch of technology and broadcasting okay and so when i need to know something you tell me about it and it's all the stuff that gets done right. All the stuff that gets done wrong is me. And all the stuff... <laughs> okay, 90, 95% right. of it is right, me. Give me some credit. Yeah. 90, <laughs> 95% of it's me. Because, you know, I have to send it to you so that it gets done right. So for that, I am truly grateful. Thank you. I appreciate it. I thank appreciate you. your appreciation. Yeah, thank you very, very, very much. You've been sitting next to me for every single show. And I told you early on because you were saying, I don't even bring somebody else in to produce it. I was like, No! I normally don't. I'm grateful that, uh, that you stuck around. Well, it's a fun show. It is. I'm, I've had a great time doing it this year. I'm hoping to have a really great time doing it next year. And, you know, this show is really all about the gratitude that I've got, that I feel as a result of the stuff that's happened this year on the show. And a lot of it is from music, from my friends. And I'm proud to say that every set from now on has a song from a friend of mine. Most of which was recorded this year. Okay, there's a lot of new stuff. I've got tracks that haven't even been released yet. And I had a friend of mine record something just for me for this show. I called him on Thursday. He recorded it on Friday. I sent it to you on Saturday, and it's on the show on Monday. Now, I don't know. That's as friendly as it gets, pal. Nice and fresh, too. Nice and fresh, baby. Absolutely. And, might I add, seasonally appropriate. So... Yeah, you know, that's always a great thing. I uh, I wrote down a note here. It said that um, the show, I, I've come up with another new word. I have three words that I came up with this year. Um, the first one was a misohornithelioma, which is <laughs> when the overwhelming urge to prostitute yourself causes you to join a class action lawsuit. And the other one was sisophistication, which is, the, which is um, perfecting the art of pursuing the impossible. So nice. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. I get it. And the new word now is to describe the Groovathon, which is a genre without genre. And this show is definitely like that because I'm spanning the globe, pal. Okay, seriously. I'm going everywhere with this show. And 
nothing but groove and gratitude today. Nothing but groove and gratitude. There will be no mention of the of the the man that shall not be mentioned. And you fill in the blank there because there's a ton of them. There will be yeah, no mention. We know the one. We there will be no mentioning of the people that generally piss me off every week. Mm-hmm. You know, and Lord knows there's beaucoup de. However, not today, baby. Not today. Today is all about me thanking you, okay, you, for encouraging me. I had a friend of mine about the third week of the show said, whoever hired you to do this gig's a genius. <laughs> so that's a compliment to you. <laughs> and, um, and as a matter of fact, that's somebody I'm going to be playing later on in the show today. I, the, 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 the biggest smile that gets put on my face is because so much of this is done by friends of mine, some of whom I have known for a very long time and you know we're talking 30 years now these been friends i've got a guy i'm playing on today i've known him for 37 years so you know and he's rocked out every day i've known him this is a man who's rocked every day since i've met him so you know i'm just really pleased i am happy as a clam in the sand that's not about to be dug pal so it is the season end of the groovathon and i really hope that uh, everybody enjoys the show, you know, because, like I said, no negativity. Nary a negative word shall be said. I don't care what time it is right now, even though it says 2.15 on the clock. In the only Hollywood, that matters anymore. And that's Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, man. Damn, Skippy. That means it's just past 9 o'clock on the Big Island. Big shout-out to the Kyle District. Also, big shout-out to the crew in... Uh, Lytham St. Anne's on the Blessed Plot in England, and of course to Celeste, who handles my uh, Eastern Bloc operations out of Istanbul, Turkey. So I appreciate uh, the groove going across the wall, as it were. You know, I think we're ready to do a show, and I hope everybody saddles up and sticks around. I'll tell you, I'm kicking off the show. I can't believe I haven't gotten around to playing this song yet, but when you start your show with James Brown, the only thing that can go after that is Led Zeppelin. It really is. It's the only thing you can go after it. You ready? Ready. Great. It's Led Zeppelin. We're going to groove on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
That's the way you get it done. The Hippie Nuts, a discovery of mine this year, doing a Led Zeppelin's rock and roll. I loved that song. I This is one of those six degrees of Tony Coleman thing. I have a, a friend of mine named Paul Page who I'll be playing later in the show. He's a bass player. And he had written something on Facebook. I made a comment, and a gentleman named Tom Semioli responded to that comment. And one thing led to another. We ended up chatting, and I was in New York. Uh, in October, and I sent him a note saying, yeah, I'm going to be in New York. And he's like, hey, we're playing at the Bitter End, and which is a venerable, that's, you know, it was a great excuse for me to go down and wander around, you know, part of the village I basically don't go down to that much anymore. And so I got to see them at the Bitter End, and it was terrific, man. The, the band consists of, uh, it's really Tim Champion and Kathina Bryant, uh, who are basically, you know, they're, they're the two people that have been in the band the whole time. Tom is now... Uh, the bass player, and I can't remember the name of the drummer. And Tom also writes a uh, he writes a thing on Facebook called Know Your Bass Player, and then he's got a monthly column in the Huffington Post. And you know, we hit it off. I I you know finally met him face to face at sitting at the bar, maybe forty five minutes before their set. We hit it off immediately because we're both just be, big beans for music. Okay, that, you know, if it's music, we're into it. And this is a guy who knows his music. Right? I I know my music, but he really he's one of those people I know that like. You know, I'm amazed at how much he knows. And most people are amazed at how much I know. So, you know, move that up to the next level. You know, he's at that higher level. So that's the hippie nuts out there. They've got a whole bunch of CDs out there. And it's just groovy stuff. You know, I, I rank on Texas a lot. But I'll tell you, they put out, uh, they put out, that state's got their fair share of chicks with chops in both the, you know, singing and stage presence department. Katina Bryant, stage presence you know, she's got the voice that, you know, but anybody can sing to a microphone. She can do it on stage. So credit with credit is due right before that. Lenny Kravitz, one of my favorite, favorite writers of rock riffs uh, doing rock and roll is dead. And I'll tell you something. I have absolute evidence in this show that that is, in fact, not the case. Before that, the Apples doing the power. They have a bunch of stuff out. Uh, Jazz Against the Machine is uh is a band that was out there and put out a bunch of stuff that was, you know, Rage Against the Machine songs in a jazz format. And that's how I discovered these guys. They're out of Israel. And um, they actually came out with a bunch of stuff that was, like, really, really huge with European DJs for a while. And so, they, you know, they don't have, like, a lot of stuff out, but you can find it. It's the Apples, and it's some pretty cool stuff. And kicking off the show, yeah. Uh, the first complete song I played, James Brown. What's the next one? Yeah. We're Gonna Groove by Led Zeppelin. That's right. From Coda, the album that no, nobody plays anything from. But, of course, it's got groove in it, baby. So, we continue on. I am psyched about this next song. A very old and dear friend of mine, Alon Portnoy. We went to high school together, and I can honestly say that I know his guitar playing as well as anybody. I have seen the evolution of the Frog's uh, guitar mastery. <clears throat> from the age of 15, 16 years old. That's how long I've known this guy. I've seen every band permutation he's got. And right now, he has a brand new band um, called The Wasp Men. And they have a new CD that is not out yet. They haven't even mastered it. I literally had to beg him on the phone. I was like, look, send me a copy of the song. I don't care. Okay, I don't care. Okay, I, you know, because I, I heard the really rough cut. And I was like, this is rock and roll, baby. And it is. This is what happens when you put four people, you know, in a studio with like an eight or 16 track and just say rock for me. Okay. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that um, after this set. But I'll tell you something. 
this is the clearest evidence I can think of that rock and roll is far from dead. It's the Wasp Men doing what I want on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
myself to give a talking to I wish I were back home fussing with you One make a chain, one make a chain Can't rattle alone That's how you get it done. If you look in the dictionary, you Google the word smooth. And if Ron Sunshine doesn't show up on the first page, there's something wrong with your computer. That's basically straight up. That is Ron Sunshine doing one link of chain from the brand new CD that he just came out with. It's called Bring It Home. And it's on the Rondette jazz label. And it is now available on iTunes. He was going to delay that for a while. But the requests, you know, so many people asked about it. He's like, all right, I'll, you know, okay. Because satisfying the fans is more important than standing up to the business. You know, if you satisfy the fans first, you can worry about to piss, you know, the people in the business later on. I'll tell you something. If you're wondering uh, right now, if you're like going on to Google and trying to figure out who originally wrote and recorded that song, you can stop. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Because it was Ron Sunshine. Okay? Yeah. I, I literally, compared to the friends of mine, who, you know, uh, whose music I play on this show, I'm nothing. I'm like a megaphone for their artistic brilliance, which is fine with me. I, that, you know, apparently that's something I, you know, I can do, okay? I can't do what they do, okay? So the show doesn't happen unless the people with the true talent do it. And I got friends with talent for fucking days, man. Ron is one of them. I've known Ron a long time. Ron, I saw in his first band which i've also played on the show smoking section i remember seeing him at the dive bar back in like 80 you know and i don't know 89 or something like 88 89 i don't know whenever it was very early on also on that album you know the interesting thing about this cd is that you hear a song like that and you think there's no way this is recently written that's the whole thing that sounds like it's a benny goodman a dizzy gillespie that sounds like a classic big band song that they're covering and eh, wrong wrote written recorded by the man Ron Sunshine, this year, brand new out. And I'll tell you, the top five live shows I've ever been to, he was the one who took me to one. He took me, we went and saw Parliament Funkadelic with the P-Funk Orchestra. He's about 86, 87, 88, somewhere in there. Second row at the Apollo. And one band, three hours, pure funk. Okay, seriously. I got out of there. It took like, took like a week just to get the stench out of my clothes, that funky stench. Out of there. It took, look, it took 10 days when I saw James Brown with uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter at the Lone Star. Like, it took 10 days to get the smell out of my hair. And it was like that Seinfeld episode. They had used tomato juice and shit. Before that, uh, one of the, the tracks that I stumbled across, it's, gonna, it's in regular rotation. It's going to be there for a while in my car. Asian Dub Foundation. That is Rebel Warrior from uh, their, they had a CD, they've got a bunch of stuff out there out of England, and that's from Community Music, which came out in 2000. And, you know, a lot of the stuff is new to me, okay? There's so much out there, which is why I say I do the homework so you don't have to. And I'll tell you something. One of the things I'm grateful for about this show is that it got me back into music. That's what it did. It got yeah. me back into music. I give a shit out there. And it, now, you know, I remember you used to go to record stores. <laughs> What? Yeah, Record yeah brother. You know, and the thing is, I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. But you know, there used to be great record stores. Absolutely, there were great, sure, great record stores. And I worked at one of them. I worked at one of the great record stores in the world. 
the Tower Records at 66. So I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I go out in quest, and that's one of those songs. I've got a couple more coming up in the in the show that I played earlier this year that I just I, they're not going anywhere, baby. They're not. I'm playing them again. I don't give a shit. They're that good. Kicking off the set, rock and roll personified. I I wrote a note down here. I said if Chuck Berry, Link Ray, and Pete Townsend all slept with the same chick on the same day, okay, her spawn would be Alon Portnoy. Okay, that's what he would. That, that's so. First of all, the opening of that song is one of the coolest openings of a song I've heard in ages. Where it slows down, like, and then comes back in. The solo in that is pure, unadulterated. It's rock and roll purity. Okay, without the shredding. He doesn't need to shred. He, you know, that's just that's all. It's just mean. That's just a mean solo. You know what it says? Just come near me. I'm smacking you down with rock and roll. I've known Alon for years and years. And one of my favorite rockers, um, played guitar with the Fuzz Tones. It's a guy who got a, f- a phone call from Billy Gibbons one day. Said, hey, Billy Gibbons goes, you know what? I'm putting together my, uh, my original band, The Moving Sidewalks, to do a show at uh, Billy Gibbons with, at B.B. Uh, King's in New York. Would you do me a favor and get, get your band, The Headless Horseman, back together to open for us? You know, I'm sure there was like a cinematic pause in there, like three seconds. Like, who is this? <laughs> but he did it. They, they opened for them. And, you know, one of those guys, if you're in the, 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 uh, Biz. He's been around forever, and he's been rocking forever, and I'm super-duper grateful that he sent me that track because Swarm Warning, which is the CD it's going to be on, probably isn't going to be out until next year. Like it's not there. That literally, I had, I literally screamed at him just to just to master that song good enough to be played. I was like, please, because once I heard it, I was like, I have to play it, have to play it. So we keep groove going. That's it. All about the groove and gratitude, baby. Alon. Ron, these two people I've known a long time, and they were both kind enough to get me copies. You know, I played something, I played uh, In the Numbers, which that song just jumped out at me from the Ron Sunshine album, Bring It Home. I played that literally four days before it was released, okay? I got copies of stuff from these guys before they put it out, and I begged them, and they said yes. And the truth be told, I say I begged them, but I, I didn't have to beg them. I asked a couple times forcefully. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use the word grovel. But in fact, yeah, that's probably what it was. I'm gonna keep the groove going. This this song coming up. This one, the complete insorcialization of Tony took place with this band. This is Calibro 35, and they're a band out of Italy. And they got together in the studio at some point. They were hired to record a soundtrack, and. Uh, I mentioned last week uh, this guy out of Indianapolis who's got a band, a band, one guy, Sound Defects, and he was saying he's a, uh, the bastard son of Lalo Schifrin and uh, the RZA. That These guys really, these guys are like the bastard child of like Lalo Schifrin and the Count Five. <laughs> okay? That's what they are. And I found a really cool song actually from uh, Lalo Schifrin and Dizzy Gillespie called uh, Ozone Madness, something like that. But it's actually pretty cool. I'm going to be playing that uh, at some point next year. It'll be some great background music. You know, that car chase music, you know, from like the 7-Ups. You know, that great car chase in the 7-Ups, that kind of thing. That, these guys have taken that to a level I didn't know actually existed until I came across these guys by accident, completely by accident. And the minute I heard this song, it was like a lightning bolt. And I immediately sent, first person I sent a copy of this song to was Alon. Okay, I sent a copy. I was like, you've got to hear this, dude. This is great. And I downloaded a ton of stuff by these guys. I got, I got a whole bunch of stuff by these guys. I played a bunch of stuff by them. 
and I'm going to play more because they're, they're just – they've got something that nobody else is doing. They're, they're doing something nobody else is doing, in my opinion. Now, other people are doing it. You know about them. Tony, Tony C. at SoFloRadio.com. I want to know. I really do. This is one of my favorite tracks that I came across this year. This is Calibro 35 doing Boucher Funk on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> Sister, sister, been to my yard, 
Step in and let your roots run deep Mercy plant it in me garden Step into my yard Step in and let your roots run deep Mercy plant it in me garden Listen What are your roots And let the sun shine on to you Just keep on growing high So high What are your roots And let the sun shine on to you Just keep on growing high Yeah, 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 yeah So Them often no respect and if it changes in dirty ways Even on the motion on this space hey. Oh what a rat race Oh what a Step rat race Step into my yard Step in and let your roots run deep Step plant it in me garden Step plant it in me hey. Step into my yard Step in and let your roots run deep
Sydney Green Street Band for you Casablanca fans out there. That is Get It Back off of their brand new CD. It came out this year. It actually, I played something from them the very, it came out literally like the week before I did my first show. And that is a band um, out of, well, it's kind of out of New Jersey, but it's really out of New York. They, they were actually called the best jam band in New York. I read an article, somebody was reviewing the album today, they had the best backbeat section. Uh, drum and bass of any band in New York, and the guy wrote, "Yeah, probably anywhere for rock and roll." And pleases the piss out of me that in that band is a very good friend of mine, Paul Page. He's the bass player for this band. On drums is Steve Holly, and they are the bass player and drum player for Ian Hunter's Rant Band. The band was put together by a guitar player named Lance Doss, and he's kind of the leader of the band. And, um, you know, you want to see these guys live, you got to go to, like, the Big Notch Inn in New Jersey or something. Like, that's the only place they play because they're so – these guys, as, as as musicians, they're every – you know, they're on – I mean, Paul, I think, is going to uh, England. You know, he's got a tour in England at the beginning of the year and stuff. It's great. Right now he has time. And I've known Paul since spring of 85, and we were both hired um, to work – uh, at Tower Records, the brand new Tower Records of 66th Street, basically the same day. It was me, him, and a guy, uh, Andy, Andy Hilfiger, who is Tommy Hilfiger's younger brother. And God bless Andy's soul. He's gotten, he's gotten his soul back because he started playing rock and roll again. His uh, brother, Billy, uh, was in a rock and roll band, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Um, so he's back. I mean, those guys, uh, Andy and Paul, you know, from upstate New York, Syracuse or something, we all got hired the same day. Um, we were hired, actually, by the same guy. Uh, a guy named Kenny Altman, who is a friend of mine. I just re, uh, you know, hooked up with him for the first time in years. Uh, we got together in New York to go see um, Tammy Faye Starlight doing uh, her show. And if you ever get a chance to see Tammy Faye, it doesn't matter what show she's doing. Uh, she did this one. We saw the Marianne Faithful one. She does Nico. She does, um, uh, she does uh, Country Singer. I can't remember. Whatever it is, go see it. And I'll tell you, the interesting thing is that I went, and I went with uh, – I was supposed to go with three friends. It was going to be Kenny Altman, Roger Hitz. Thank you, Roger. For Roger's, Roger's the man who knows about music. I mean, he knows more about music history. He's literally Google on a stool next to you at the bar. It's unbelievable. I've known the guy a long time, and he's a good friend, and he's been there for me when I needed to. When I, when I can't find something about rock and roll that I need to know, he's my first call. Because if I have to call somebody after him, then it's not known. So I figured out. And so it was me. Roger and Kenny and Paul was supposed to be there. Unfortunately, Paul's family mates, married kid, you know, all that stuff. And he just couldn't make it. It was a kid thing that came up. Also, the Mets were in the playoffs. So I have a feeling that might have played a, uh, an influence on that. And I'll tell you, Kenny Altman, the best job interview I've ever had because I'd fill out the application and then he brought me in and I sat down. He reads over the application. He goes over like one or two or three things in the application. He turns to me. He goes, all right, I want you to name two records that you have in your collection that you like, that are completely different from each other. And I remember that there was almost no hesitation when I said, fear the record, Andreas Vollenweider, White Winds. He turned to me and goes, great, come in tomorrow and fill out, you know, come for orientation. And I literally started the next day at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Best job interview I've ever had. That was, the whole thing took three minutes. At, at most, at most. That's probably a minute over. So... That's when I first met Paul, and I remember Kenny saying to him, at the time, Paul was playing bass with uh, Tommy James and the Shandells, and I remember him telling me a story that uh, 
the way they came up, the way he came up with the money, money, as opposed to money, money. Their rehearsal studio was on like fifty fourth or fifty fifth in Broadway, right across the Mutual of New York building, and so Mutual of New York and all the M O N Y were all in big capital letters. That's how he came up with it. Now I'm ninety seven percent sure that that's right. There's three percent of me that thinks. Okay, there's something about that that maybe I got wrong. So if I got it right, I won't get a phone call. If I got it wrong, I'll get a phone call. You know, Paul called me. like, what did you learn that from? That's the difference between, like, a blackout and a whiteout. A blackout is when you do stuff you don't remember. A whiteout is when you remember stuff you never did. Okay? And back in those days, anybody who knows me knows I was in the middle of both. So, you know, hey, look, it was the 80s. All right, what do you want from my life? Nothing. Okay? (laughs) I worked in the music business. Then I worked on Wall Street. And I was in my 20s in the 80s. I don't think you suck more out of that Bacchanalian decade than I did. And trust me, I'm paying for it now, boys and girls. So, you know, I've known Paul a very long time. And uh, Paul's, you know, Paul's a guy who doesn't brag. He's far too humble. But I'll tell you something. Paul's done perhaps, you know, this is a guy who's played bass for Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley. You know, he's played bass for, you know, like, like that's not enough. When he was with Ian Hunter's Rampants, this guy who does a charity show every year in New York, I'm not sure if he still does it, but um, what he does is he uh, gets a whole bunch of bands together and he picks a greatest hits album from like a band. And then each of these other bands come and they'll play one song. And so that year it was Hot Rocks Volume 1 um, by the Rolling Stones. And the show was at Carnegie Hall. And my friend Paul Page with Ian Hunter's Ramp Band got to rock out doing the Rolling Stones' 19th Nervous Breakdown on the stage at Carnegie Hall. Now, I have friends of mine that have played all over the world in front of... Now, I have a friend of mine, I, I saw a picture of him, my friend Dave Elfson, the bass player from Megadeth. He's a picture of him standing there with like 250,000 fans out there. And it's a picture from behind the stage. And I was in his house years ago. And I saw the picture. He had like a little studio in his house. And I said, wow, where's that from? He goes, and he tell me where it's from. He goes, you know, let me tell you something. He said, that was the show where I realized I was, I was like a rock star. He's like, and it's, you know, it's got him standing with the, with the, you know, one foot on the monitor and the bass pointing out. And there's 250,000 fans, you know, all given the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the devil sign, and, you know, all these people like this. And he's like, that's when I knew I was a rock star. And I was like, well, you know, I'm looking at that picture. It looks like you're, you know, certainly looks like it. So, you know, I've known, Paul and still, you know, and he's played a lot of places, but still, rocking at Carnegie Hall. That that's got to top the list of cool things that friends of mine have done. So, shout out to Paul, Sydney Green Street Band. You want to get that album? Um, before that, a band called the Steppas. They are from the Big Island of Hawaii. That is what's known as Jawaiian, because the Big Island of Hawaii is basically Jamaica in the Pacific. There are two things Jamaica's known for: pot and coffee. And if I may say so, and I may. The Big Island does both of them better. Trust me when I tell you that. I lived across the street from the Moonbean Coffee Plantation. There is no better feeling to wake up in the morning because they used to grow it, husk it, dry it, roast it, bag it right there across the street. I get up in the morning and it's the smell Mm -hmm. coming through the windows. You know, it's like, huh, I get your Folgers commercial right here, pal. You know, so they are from the Big Island and it's uh, the song is called Garden. And that CD, I bought that CD when I was still in uh, in Hawaii, on the Big Island. And I got it in Ocean View, in this little town, in this little store. And what these guys had done is they went old school. They, they, they printed maybe, I don't know, three, four, five hundred of these CDs. And they went around 
to stores and said, look, would you please put this here? And this store did, and I walked in. I asked the guy, I said, you know, what's this? Because I'm a bean for new music, baby. Okay? If it's new, talk to me about it. I'll certainly give it a listen. And he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's reggae. It's local, guys. It's pretty good. That was like 10 bucks or something. And so I bought it. And it is good. I like it. About a year ago, they went on tour. Once again, old school. They, like, rented a van, and they got, like, the U-Haul trailer behind it, put all their instruments in. And these guys, you know, if you live in Hawaii and you want to do a U.S. tour and you're, like, a starting up band, that's no small feat. Okay? It's it's a big deal. And so these guys generally, if they come to the mainland, they'll only do dates on the West Coast. They'll do Vegas and Phoenix. That's about as far east as they come. But in this time, they did. You know, they went across. They did, like, the southern part. They did Texas. And then they came to Florida. And the last date they played was in Sanford, Florida. And I have a friend of mine, uh, Johnny Vegas, Mark Vivian, uh, from New York. And he was bartender, and he's still a bartender up there at Little Fish Big Pond. And Sanford's a nothing town, okay? And this is the final date of their tour. And I was like, I called Mark up. I said, dude, yeah, I'm coming up, blah, blah, blah. He's like, great, i got plenty of space. Great. I go up and see the band, and it's like five bands at this bar. And so, you know, during like the second band or something like that, I look out to the side, and I can see the steppers. You know, their van is there, and they're getting their stuff out. As I walked outside, and I introduced myself. I said, yo, you know, I bought your CD when, when you first put it out. I got it in Ocean View in Hawaii, in, in Kahukukau, in the Kau district. And he was like, brah, man, what the hell are you doing here? And I was like, you know, I moved back here. I'm actually, you know, and he goes, you know, you probably want to hang on to that. And I said, why? He goes, because we only, you know, we only made, you know, a few hundred copies of this, and they were all sold in Hawaii, and almost all of them on the Big Island. So he goes, if we become big, you know, that's going to be worth something. I said, well, I was thinking about hanging on to it just because I like the music, if that's all right, which he loved. You know, that was, like, that. the timing on that was perfect for me. So, you know, that's the steppers. That is Jawaiian music, baby. And there's some great reggae coming out of Big Island. These guys, you know, they're as faithful to it as you can possibly be without actually being from Jamaica. It's, it's the best reggae I've heard uh, outside Jamaica, except for, you know, I mean, Steel Pulse is from England, but still, modern reggae anyway. Kicking off the set, yeah, the ensorcelization of Tony... Continues unabated by Calibro 35. That is Boucher Funk. I can't listen to enough of these guys. I can't. I can't. I've been putting like one song on like every CD that I that I like make and stick in a car. I got one of their tracks on every on every CD now. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I'm sorry. So <clears throat> it is time to what I would normally do, which is, you know, it's time for me to thank the people, you know, that helped me out. Okay? And there are a few people I want to get to. Uh, we're going to start at the uh, start at the top here. I mean, it's you know this is the drive groove, and so I um, have only one sponsor. That's it, Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. And I won't. You know, one of the things that makes me happy is that this show is free. There's no paying for it. I've had people, oh, you get your podcast, you want to do this? No, I maybe. Okay, but for now. What pleases me is that you can't put a price on groove, baby. Right. Cannot right put a price on groove, and I'm not about to have the temerity to think that I can. Like, you can't do that. So Dave is, you know, there are two people that I have down here that, um, you know, you go to. I have uh, Dave for his mechanic, and I have Manya who cuts my hair. 
Now, are they the same? Are they of the same importance? Not close. You know, that's close. Okay, the card thing's probably a little bit more important. Okay, although I will say this about Manya. Okay, Manya is now working at. She just got hired to work at the spa <coughs> at Turnbury. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously she knows what she's doing and she's been cutting my hair for 10 years. And I'll say this, just like Dave, when you find somebody like that, that does it right. So that you know, okay, I don't have to say anything because they're the pros. Okay. You put your fingernails into them. And if, if I live anywhere south of Orlando, those are the two people I'm going to for those things. Okay. That's it. Okay. As long as they're no longer than like two hours away from me. Okay. Two hours yeah. about that. That's about <laughs> the cutoff thing. And I'll tell you, she used to be a lot closer. But I don't care because I'll say this about Manya. I always look better when I walk out than when I walk in. Okay, so give credit for what credit is due. Thank you, Manya. And Dave and Tracy and the entire SAE certified crew at um, Precision Auto Works in Pompano. Dave is the man. And his business is doing very well. This one of those things that really pleases the shit out of me. You know, when I started the show, he had, his business had only been open like two months two, three months, something like that. And I don't know jack shit about cars. I really don't. I know what I like. I love watching the Barrett-Jackson auto auction. I love, you know, that kind of stuff. But you lift a hood on a car, and if the shit ain't marked, I don't know what it is. Okay? I, I really don't. Look, there are a number of things in which I can speak intelligently. Okay, an internal combustion engine is not one of them. Okay? Dave, on the other hand, knows more about cars, you know, like, than anybody I know. He literally does he's he's he does tool and die work. So and he's into it too. He's one of these guys that's like into making the perfect part. The it's like that part's not perfect. It's off by, you know, an angstrom unit. I will make one myself. And I've you know, I came up with the slogan for him that it's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. And the reason I came up with that is because it's true. Every time I go in there, there is a car in there. There's a movie called Vanishing Point. They made an original of it, and then there was a remake of Vanishing Point with, um, I can't remember the name of the guy who stars it. It's a great car chase movie. And they made a Revigo Mortensen is in the uh, remake. And he's driving a 71 Hemi Challenger in the movie. And in the remake of it, the sheriff at one point is driving his cop car. He can't keep up with him. He goes, you know what? You want to catch a Hemi Challenger, you got to go after it with a Hemi Challenger. And he, the cop happens to have one. And as he's backing out of his uh, garage, you know, backing his car out, it shows the bumper sticker that he has on the back of the car. And it says, my wife, sure. My dog, maybe. My Hemi, never. <laughs> okay? Those people bring cars to Dave. He's always got something in there that's worth more money than I can afford ever. On a car. Uh, the kind of cars people really do. It's like, yo, man, you want the wife? Fine. You touch the vet. I'm, f- You know, you're done. Okay? Those cars are in there. I can't say enough about how nice he's been to me on several occasions because anytime a light goes on, if I'm on 95 and I'm headed up, you know, headed back up to Deerfield Beach and I haven't reached Copens yet, I can literally call him and go, hey, I'm pulling over right now. I need you to take a look at something. And he will. You know? He is willing to do that. You know, for me, and and I have a feeling for most people, you know, he's that kind of guy. And, you know, he's he's the kind of guy, what's great about Dave is that he actually has told me 
stuff that would make me see him and need him less. Now, the point of that is that every other mechanic I've ever gone to fixes something in the car and then does something to it to make sure it breaks in a little while. So I have to come back. Not Dave. He doesn't need my car to break to put food on his table. Okay? And in addition to which, he's not an asshole. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing with a mechanic. That, that's definitely a positive quality in a mechanic, positive quality in your person who cuts your hair, Okay, positive quality in a producer. There you go, baby. So I can't say enough about him, and it's Grooveton approved. You, you go into Precision Auto Works, mention the Grooveton, there is a discount, and you won't need it because his prices are, compared to everybody else, they're extremely reasonable. And the most important thing is when you pay, the job gets done right. It gets done right. The name of all that is holy, you know? So... I'm the, he's my mechanic until I die, okay? I don't care where I am. If I can drive, I can get there in a car, I'm like, yeah, if the car isn't broken so badly I can't make it there, that's where I'm going. 954-247-9362, that is the phone number. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com site, click on the Groovathon link, and what you will see is every single song I've ever played. And at the top, it says Precision Auto Works. You'll see it. It's in a different color, and it is a link directly to the Precision Auto Works site. You know, if you live down here, man, if you live within, I don't know, an hour and a half of Pompano Beach, trust me when I tell you this. It's worth going to him. He gets it done right. And I, you know, that's the thing. For me, this is like a big deal because I have had bad luck with cars. And I got a Honda, and it's great. It's great. Great, and he keeps it. So I am in love with that. So we've got the drive group of the day, and normally I started off with screaming rock and roll. I shredder. I have, you know, and don't get me wrong, I got that. I got shredding, Steve's. Yeah, baby, not running out. No, I never. I started with shredding. I've got shredding, Steve's. But more importantly, shredders come, as I said, we are a genre, and shredders come in all shapes and sizes and genres. I have friends of mine in New York um, who are, you know, my friends Sean and Gene. Uh, I met them back in, uh, Gene is the front man for Sound Liberation. I played a bunch of stuff by them. I just played, Gene, I want to apologize. I just played um, Lone Shark like three weeks ago. So I'm playing something from Sean today. I know I'm going to be playing some Sound Liberation. There's a guy who's, you know, he's got frequent flyer miles, man, for, for Composers Concordance. He travels, he's in Austria and Germany, I don't know how many times a year. But, you know, he did part of the soundtrack to Avatar. Also, you know, I forgot to mention, Ron Sunshine did part of the uh, soundtrack to the upcoming um, HBO series, Vinyl, which is coming up, the uh, the uh, Scorsese Jagger, you know, I Know What Went On at Max's Kansas City and CBGB's More Than You Do uh, series is coming up. I have a few friends of mine that are probably going to question a few things that go on in that. Uh, at, you know, I wasn't around quite as early as this thing takes place. I didn't get to CB's until about 79, at which point Hilly Crystal became annoyed with me by 1980. That's fine. So, um, my friend Sean Satin is a, you know, and these, you know, these guys have, you know, master's degrees in composition from the Manhattan School of Music. They, you know, this is serious. We're talking, there's a whole new level of, like, holy crap. You know, and yeah, you know, my brother's like that, too. He's one of these guys, you know, record all kinds of shit. And I called Sean up one Thursday. I said, look, dude, do me a favor. I need something seasonal. 
I need right. something. I want the purity of one man and an instrument. That's it. I want that, you know, that clarity in there. Nothing, no bells chiming. I just want one thing. And I called him up. And the reason I asked him, because he's the man to do this. He teaches guitar. You know, it, it, you know he's that good. And, uh, and he did it for me. He put together a little song, put it, went in the studio, recorded it on Friday, sent it to me, and I sent it to you on Saturday. Yep. Boom, baby. That's, that's, that's a great thing. You know, when you get something like that, I, that pleases the living crap out of me. And so I also promised him that he would not be disappointed in the segue and the song that comes after it. I promised him he would love the song that comes after it as well. But I'm going to kick off the drive groove today a little bit differently. This is my good friend, Sean Satin, doing his, he modified the uh, song just a tad, and it's him sitting down with a guitar doing the first Noel on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
That is Matt Grondon doing Juggernaut and stumbled across that. This is one of those things that came came across by accident. I was going through some stuff uh, looking for a particular tune from um, Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. And he's Carl Denson's the guy who plays with uh, uh, Great Boy All-Stars. He was a saxophone player, I believe, for Lenny Kravitz originally. And I love, I've played stuff by them and by Great Boy All-Stars. And I played that song before. And I was flicking around YouTube, and I found the song that I wanted, but it was a live version. And I click on it, and the guy who they brought in to, like, play a couple of songs with them on guitar is this guy, Matt Grondon. Now, the recording quality wasn't very good. You know, it's back, back in the days when they only had the iPhone 4. So, you know. But I'll tell you, it was good enough for me to recognize in about 30 seconds, this guy kicks ass. So... I went and looked him up, and this is something, you know, he doesn't do a lot of albums on uh, CDs and stuff like that. He owns a recording studio in Jacksonville, and but he put this out, and there's a comment on the uh, YouTube page. For all my drummer fans out, friends out there, okay, listen to that song again, because this guy made a comment, and I didn't realize how true it was until I listened to the song again. I was like, wow, he's right on the money. The guy said, I am more certain of this, of this drummer's backbeat than I am of the sun coming up tomorrow morning. Okay, and if you, I listen to the song again, and I'm like, wow, he's right. That's Matt Grondon. And I'll tell you, the way I knew I was on the money with that song, I have a couple of people that I like to bounce stuff off of. Okay, and down here, there's two people that I kind of rely on. One is Drew Gate, and the other is Howie Rifus. Okay, and the best thing is, is these two guys know a lot about music. They really, Drew knows, if it's, if it's rock and roll guitar, he, uh, you know, he knows it. Okay, um, and I sent him when I first heard this song. Um, I sent it to him as a message. Not, I didn't post it on his page. I sent it to him as a message. The reason I know, the way I knew that I had a winner here is within like thirty minutes he had posted it on his page. Okay, and I—that's when I knew. And you know, the best thing is about having the friends that I have is that so much of the time I'll find a song they post. I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. And that's happened with Drew and Howie and a whole bunch of other people. Um, the song I played last week, Death Angel, mm-hmm. Board, that was one that uh, Drew posted. I was like, that rocks. I'm playing that. Now, it was fantastic stuff. So I'm very appreciative uh, to those guys. You know, that's, that's how I knew that was happening. Before that, one of my favorite songs. Um, this is another thing I came across by accident. That is Banjo Picking Girl. And I'd originally, I've played that version of it before. That is a lady named Annie... Staninek, and I'm not even sure she's a professional musician, okay? Okay. Seriously, this YouTube video, and I had to go hunting for the song, but the video itself has got her, and like on the side of those outdoor steps you have like, you know, they go to the top of the garage, like you have an apartment up there. Mm -hmm. She's sitting on these outdoor steps like an old wooden house. It's her, she, I guess she's taking like, you know, a, a phone or video recorder or whatever, put on a tripod, set it up, and she's sitting on a step with a banjo. And like four or five steps below are like her two, what I assume are her two kids. Okay. okay. Like five, six years old. Okay. And just like Sean doing uh, the you know, the uh, the first Noel. Okay. That's the beauty of one person and an instrument doing a song. I love that song. And the, the thing was, I went looking for the, the other version, which I played um, as well several, a uh, long time ago by, uh, uh-oh. Kathy Callick. Oh, boom. All right, bam. Thank you. Kathy Callick, who, you know, I've got like four different versions of Banjo Pick and Girl, and I, I'm, a, I'm a huge bluegrass fan. I was very lucky 
to grow up in a household that had bluegrass music. And I was raised on bluegrass. Yes, I was a New Yorker raised on bluegrass because my dad uh, was a quite the bluegrass musician. And um, and so my mom got into it. You know, one of the things I guess detracted her. You know, whatever. So I grew up with tons of great Doc Watson and Flat and Scruggs in the house growing up. And I've been a fan of bluegrass my entire life. And I play a lot of it on the show. And it's great stuff. Like I say, shredders come in all shapes and sizes. Before that, if you call yourself a fan of heavy metal and hard rock and you don't own this compilation album, it's We Wish You a Metal Xmas and a Headbanging New Year. If you don't own that, then you're not really a metal fan. That has that song that I played, which is uh, Santa Claus is Back in Town. It's got Tim Owens, Juan Garcia, Marco Mendoza, Vinny Apice on drums, and yeah, Shredding Steve's Steve Morse on guitar, baby. That's right. There's a collaboration on that album um, that is fantastic. It's Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, and Dave Grohl on drums, and they're doing um. Uh, not Rudolph the Run, Run Rudolph Run, okay? But there's every, all the, the, the metal, rock, hard rock people, they're on that CD. I mean, you know, Billy Sheehan and Tony Iommi and all that. So they're all on it. It's a must-own. That's a must-own if you're a rock, hard rock fan. The collaborations on it and the versions of those songs are fantastic. And kicking off the set, my friend Sean Satin doing The First Noel. Once again, the beauty of one artist doing what he does so well okay just sitting down and playing his guitar and it's fantastic i played i i mentioned to sean you know after i heard the song i was like this is fantastic it's, you know i want it and i was mentioning to him that you know i love that kind of stuff there's a version of mystery train done by brian setzer and we forget how great a guitar player he is until you see this it is from a canadian uh, television show, and it's the best, you know, I, I said it was the best version that I'd ever heard, and people started complaining, because there's like a hundred versions of it out there. For me, Brian Setzer gets it right. Um, it's just a great, great song. So, we continue. You know what? More groove, more gratitude. I have got a set here that goes from 212 to 718 to 516. Now, if you don't know what that means, I don't give a shit, okay? We're starting off with an old friend of mine. I've known this guy. I've known Eric Alterman. Since, uh, I don't know. That, that 80, long, huh? Yes. Wow. 85. Yeah. I, I met him. He's a couple years older than me. And, you know, first things first, one thing I know he definitely got right. There's a guy who's been dating basically the same chick ever since I met him. And he finally, you know, married her. You know, him and Aaron got married, thank God. So that's a good thing. The other thing is that this is a guy who writes music in the Steve Earle tradition. Okay. He is, you know, it's. It's really basic, classic rock and roll done right. It's a band called The Slow Guns, S-L-O-E-G-O-N-S, and they don't play live that much. And they, This is from a CD they put out. It's a four-song CD called Sun Sessions. And if you ever get a chance to see them, they play at the bitter end and uh, from time to time in New York, uh, which is where I saw the Hippie Nuts um, and countless other bands over the years. But um, if you ever get a chance to see The Slow Guns, that's rock and roll. This is a basic... Straight up, rock and roll. No finagling crap. Good songs played by good musicians. Okay? And it's just, you know, it's like so much of the other stuff that I really appreciate. It's not futzed with. It is not futzed with. It is, it again, it's the purity of this kind of rock and roll. I really think 
oftentimes is lost in an overproduced musical era. I think everybody wants to take advantage of technology. And I'm like, you know, you listen to the uh, the Waspman song. Trust me when I tell you, it's four guys in a, you know, with an A-track doing a classic rock song, you know, what I want. Oh, by the way, if you're looking to find out who originally wrote that one, you do not have to go into the Lenny K archives because you want to know why. Yeah, it was an original by Alain Portnoy. So there you go, baby. Fooled you again. And a bonus package song coming up right now. Also an original. Like I said, my friends, okay, make me look like nothing. I'm a megaphone for their artistry. I swear to God I am. They are all top flight at what they do. I know it just pleases the living bejesus out of me to have friends of mine that put out music so groovy that I'd be playing it even if they weren't my friends. Like I said, Excellent. these aren't friends of mine that put out groovy music. This is groovy music that happens to have been put out by friends. That's, you know, those are two different things. If I don't like it, I don't play it. As a matter of fact, if I don't like it a lot, I don't play it. And I was talking to you about this. I was talking to you about a person we both know. Right. And I was like, you know, <clears throat> it's good stuff if you like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not for me. <laughs> and I like the guy. Yeah. I like the guy. He's a good friend of mine. And yeah. it, ain't, it ain't personal. Yeah, it ain't personal, which is why I don't, you know, mention it. So I've got to set here. It's all New York. It starts from the 212, goes to the 718, then to the 516. I'm going to kick it off once again with a friend of mine, Eric Walterman. This is the Slow Guns doing Into the Sun on SoFlowRadio.com.
swept the technique. Don't sweat the technique. Let's trace the hits and check the file. Let's see who bit the dot tech the style. I flip the script so it can't get filed. At least not now, it'll take a while. I change the pace to complete the beat. I drop the bass to MCs get weak. But every road they trace is a scar they keep. Cause when I speak, they freak to sweat the technique. I made my debut in 86 with a melody and a president's mix. And I would stay on target and refuse to miss. And I still make hits for beats. For these clubs and cars and jeeps. My underground sound vibrates the streets. MCs wanna beef, then I play for keeps. When they sweat the technique. Don't sweat the technique. Know how many bombs have I ripped and wrecked? But researchers never found all the pieces yet. Scientists try to solve the context. Philosophers are wondering what's next. Pieces took the lab to observe them. They couldn't absorb them. They didn't deserve them. My ideas are only for the audience ears. For my opponents, it might take years. Pencils, pens, and scores. Better put together from a key to cause. I'm also a sculpture. Born with structure. Because of my culture, I'm a wicked destructor. Style that'll be full of technology complete. Sights and new heights after I get deep. You don't have to speak, just seek and peep the technique. Don't sweat the technique. I speak in the street. Then I get deep in the beat, think complete, bold with the seat, never weak or obsolete. They never go old techniques, become antiques, better than something brand new, cause it's original. In the wild style, I have much more volume. Classical, too intelligent to be radical, masterful, never irrelevant, mathematical. Here's some super souvenirs for all the years, and for the sort of thoughts and ideas. It's cool when you freak to the beat, but don't sweat the technique. Don't sweat the technique. Don't sweat the technique.
Hey, this is Rod Morgenstein from the Dixie Dregs and Winger, and you're listening to Tony C's Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> That's the way we like our Grateful Dead. Done by somebody else. Yeah, baby. And all instrumental. That is Jazz is Dead from the new uh, Grateful Jazz 
uh, CD that just came out, and they they had another one that I actually have. And I'll tell you, I don't, you know, I've got all the Grateful Dead stuff because, you know, you just have it, okay? But I'll tell you, those two CDs are phenomenal. And I wanted to thank Rod Morgenstein um, for doing that promo for me and sending me the CDs before they even came out. I got copies of that. I'm very, very lucky in this regard. My brother represent is a musician in his own right um you know in singing and praise of my brother my brother actually managed to graduate from the university of pennsylvania and juilliard college of music at the same time without either college knowing he was matriculating at the other so i thought that was pretty impressive and he now uh runs a company um that does license handles musicians for licensing and promotions and sometimes tours and stuff and he's the guy you know he used to have his own recording studio crowded air studios and he's the guy that put john legend in a studio that's where john legend recorded his first studio stuff so my you know credit what credit is due and one of the people that uh my brother represents is rod morgenstein he represents uh Kip Winger as well, um, okay. who is like the go-to guy for rock guitar in L.A. these days. You know, he's the he's the 2000 West Coast version of Steve Lukather, who was the go-to guy in the 80s in New York. And Rob Morgenstein, the, the beauty of this is that Rob Morgenstein is one of my five favorite drummers. You put any, you know, at the top of that list, John Bonham. So then it's the other four. John Bonham is the top of all my drummer lists. And the next four after that, in no particular order are Rob Morgenstein, Buddy Rich, Stuart Copeland, and Lenny White. Now, you can yeah, you could argue that, but you can't complain about it. There's no complaints there, because that's five great drummers. And Rob Morgenstein, you know, to me, he's the better version of Neil Peart. Okay, that's what he is to me. Because um, if you watch him live, that guy's having fun. And, you know, he's just phenomenal. And now he's also a teacher. He actually teaches drums. Um up at uh, Boston someplace, but he's from Long Island originally. And, you know, when I found I was doing the show and I you know, got your permission to like, do the show, <laughs> the first thing I did, because I'm a huge Dixie Dregs fan, I played Steve Morse earlier from the, uh, you know, Santa Claus is Back in Town from that rock album. And, you know, those guys are both original Dixie Dregs members from right down here, University of Miami. That's where they met, got together. And... When I moved out to Hawaii, Steve Morse had come out with a brand new CD. And, and I didn't even, I literally, I had an empty house. I mean, I had been there for like a month. And so when I went to go to buy the CD, I realized I didn't have anything to play it on. So I literally bought okay. one of those, like a little $50 boombox or something, just for the CD. And I called my brother up and I told him what I did. And two weeks later, I got an autographed copy of their very first demo CD, The Great Spectacular, with the four living original members all autographed on it. Steve Morse drew a little guitar for me and stuff. And I was like, damn, that's cool. Because if you're a big fan of shit like that for me, to get that kind of stuff just sent to you, it was just one of those things that lit me up. And to have Rod, who has been very generous, um, take his time to do this and get me the material and tell me about it. He's going to be here on tour, I believe, in February. So I'm totally looking forward to that. Before that, yeah. That, so Rod's from Long Island. That's the 516. Before that, no show's complete without Eric B. and Rakeem, baby. The top of the list for me, and just, they put out the best shit ever. I mean, all, their four, their first four albums are all, in my opinion, must-owns. All the first four must-owns. That's Don't Sweat the Technique from Don't Sweat the Technique. And, of course, they're from the 718. And 
kicking it off, my friend Eric Alterman. I started with Eric A, then went to Eric B. But I started with Eric A. And you know why? 212, baby. Yeah. Eric's old school Upper West Side, just like me. Old school. Guys live in the same place, 104th, whole life. That's a man. That's commitment to the neighborhood, baby. You know, I remember, you know, he. we all grew up like going to these schools in New York and stuff. I remember when he, you know, Stuyvesant, he went to Stuyvesant. You know, that place had a reputation. It was the, of all the public schools in America, that one had the worst drug problem and also sent the most graduates every year to Ivy League colleges of any public school. Coincidence. Yeah, coincidence. <laughs> they also had, at the time, the best freestyle our best uh, ultimate frisbee team. They were like high schools in New York, like music and art, Bronx science shit. They had like the top. They were in the top ten back then. So that was Eric Alterman from uh, his band, The Slow Guns, another original tune in the Steve Earle tradition. Into the Sun from Sun Sessions. So I've been granted a few minutes to say thank you, and there's more than I'm gonna get out. Okay, there really isn't. Um, Danny and Roger, you know, I said thanks already. Um, really, you know, I want to thank all the people that have tuned into the show and given me comments, almost all of them uh, positive, a few negative ones from time to time. But, you know, what are you going to do? Now, I remember writing an article for a magazine called New Review Music Media More, and I really bitch slapped. It was right after Kurt Cobain committed suicide. And I was like, I don't give a shit. You want a, you want a tragic death? Stevie Ray Vaughan, that's a tragic rock and roll death. Okay. And I got hate mail. And the editor and publisher of the magazine came on and he goes, that's when you know you've made it. When people take the time to tell you how much they hate what you did, yeah, that's oh, yeah. when you've actually written something that's effective. So um, I really am just, you know, like I said, this was two hours of nothing but groove and gratitude. Not one iota of negativity. And I got to tell you, I'm walking out with a big fucking smile on my face, pal. Excellent. Nothing pleases me more than being able to thank you know, my friends, for the kind of stuff that they do. And there's a lot of people, you know, I'm looking over the list here. I think I got everybody. And you know, my friend Kenny Sanzel came out with Blunt Force Trauma. He was nice enough to get me copies of that. You want to check that movie out. It's absolutely dynamite stuff you ever get to see. It's really just a cool movie. So, and, you know, there's some other people I want to thank. I want to thank my gal Diana, who has been, you know, she's been, she sits next to me from time to time. And, you know, she, she makes sure I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm on the track, okay? Without her, I'm pretty sure I'm also not sitting here. And, you know, my friends and my family and you, that's it. Well, you're in the French category. Thank you. It's good, that's right. Shit. Yeah, Absolutely. I already mentioned you. So, you know, and look, without without you, I've I've said it before, all right? Because I commented to you this several weeks ago. I said something my show, and it's our show. Our show. Thank okay, you. Okay, it's our show. And, you know... Today, you didn't contribute that much except making sure everything no, went I, off. No, not even smiled a lot. Yes, but I'll tell you something. Yeah, well, that's yeah. nice, but I'll tell you something. Everything went off without a hitch. Thank you. Everything went off without a hitch. Every mix was good. Every quality of the song was good. And that's because you do the work so that I don't have to. Okay, I know when I get it to you. Yep. That's why I sent you those five songs early because they were all those songs from friends of mine. I was like, all right, the other songs are important, but they're not as important as these. Okay? And they all sounded great. I am... Grateful out the yin-yang. I'm literally, I couldn't be happier than to have done 33 Groovathons. 33 Groovathons. Now, I posted on uh, Facebook the other day. I was like, I can't even believe it. But there they all are. They're all there. They're there. There they are. Hundreds of downloads. Hundreds of downloads. I actually have been downloaded. Somebody told me I've been downloaded over 8,000.
8,000 times. Sellable numbers. Sellable 8,000 downloads. I, you know, I saw one of the shows was downloaded like 400 and something times. I'm like, yeah. I don't have that many friends. I but just don't. Have, but you have that good taste. I, you know what? I'd like to think that I do. And the more people tune in, the more I'm swell-headed. <laughs> you know, the more I actually believe my own bullshit. That having been said, I am just, I'm grateful. That's what I am. I'm grateful for, for the people tuning in. I'm grateful for the groove, baby. And I promise you, I'm coming back next year. And you know what? I got more groove. And I'll Excellent. find more groove. I will play more groove. And I'll probably bitch and moan. About some stuff. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit over there. You know, bang. Ah, not talking yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. We're turning that down because ain't nothing but grooving gratitude. I'm going to end the show the way I started it uh, 33 shows ago. Um, one of my favorite songs by the Beatles, which is The Word, and The Word is love, baby. But for now, as always, for myself and George, it is aloha. Peace. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Good night, Mom. Say the word and you'll be free. Say the word and be like me. Say the word and think in love. Have you heard the word in love? It's so fine. It's sunshine. It's the word. Casting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. 
This is SoFloRadio.com.